0: Welcome to Strangeland, everybody. It is I, Dr. Dark, back with another episode for you. Once again, I want to thank all my Patreon subscribers. Y'all are kick-ass. A new bonus episode will be going up hopefully sometime today. If not, it'll likely be tomorrow. And I'm just going to give you the topic at hand for that bonus episode. Cannibal dwarves. You heard that right. Cannibal dwarves. Nuff said. It's bananas. So, anyways, this week we're going to discuss the conspiracy theory behind the satanic panic of the 1980s that bled over into the 90s somewhat, but really, really took off in the early 80s and continued on throughout the entire decade. So, without further ado, let's get this going. All right, the satanic panic. So, this theory, like I said, really took off in the 80s and the early 90s, specifically with the boom of daytime talk shows. And if you were a kid, or even if you were an, an adult, a young adult, or an old adult, actually, it doesn't matter. You could have been in a geriatric kicking it in the nursing home back then. Either way, you will remember that there were a gluttony of daytime talk shows on Geraldo Rivera, Phil Donahue. Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Oprah, etc. But first, we got to dive into what really catapulted this whole satanic panic into the mainstream, and many believe that was a book that came out in 1980 called Michelle Remembers. Now, this book was published and written by a Canadian psychiatrist named Lawrence Pazder and co-written with a lady named Michelle Smith. And basically, the book encompassed the author's sessions with a former patient by the name of Michelle Proby. Now, the book delved into her memories of child abuse by what she claimed was a group of Satanists. And she recounted over many months of therapy that as a child in 1950, Victoria, B.C., that she was kidnapped, subjected to molestation, torture, and ritual sacrifice to none other than Satan himself. And the release of the book Upon the American Masses back then, where you got to remember approximately 90% of the country identified as Christians, and it caused this slow creep of hysteria. And that hysteria was perpetuated, you could say understandably so to a point, by church leaders and law enforcement who began to prop up not only the ideology of Satanism, and the claims surrounding it, but also the symbology around it, where it painted just this horrifying picture for the masses. Who? Gotta remember, youngins, no internet back then. And you can argue whether that was a good thing or not, especially how QAnon recently basically revived this whole slate of claims. Much of this reported abuse was also amplified by the fact that the problem of abuse especially sexual abuse, for decades was swept under the rug and or just denied by the abusers, parents, clergy, whomever, either not wanting to believe it was true or they just had their collective heads up their collective asses so far that they were oblivious. And there was an excellent quote that I found from Sarah Marshall on her podcast, You're Wrong About, where she said, quote, what readers heard was don't look in the mirror. The call is not coming from inside the house. The Satanists are the problem, end quote. Now look, I'm not saying that all of this abuse was being done by the parents or anything of that nature at all. I'm just saying that based on the things that I've read, speaking to people that grew up back then, I mean, I grew up back then, but I don't really have much of a memory of it. But again, looking into all these things, It just sounds like there was a lot of finger-pointing at anything and everything but the mirror. I mean, law enforcement and social workers even looked at the book as a training mechanism as more allegations towards Satanism arose, famously with the McMartin case. And these officials, they would share their findings with each other on what they found out about Satanism, including passing around pamphlets about Satanic symbols, lists of supposed occult organizations with one of these occult organizations ended up being a group of female astrologers and they even passed around satanic calendars and all of this evidence is completely uncorroborated and just doled out by the fbi local cops parents churches all willy-nilly and thanks guys way to stir shit up even more so this whole mcmartin case what this was It was a preschool out in Manhattan Beach, California, and in the summer of 1983, a mother of one of the kids there accused an employee, Ray Buckley, of abusing him. There seems to be some inconsistency with how all of this went down, though, with some people having come out to say that the boy denied that he was assaulted in any way, while others have stated that he confirmed it. Now, the mom, her name is Judy Johnson. She went even further with these accusations, stating that Buckley and other employees at the daycare were engaged in bestiality, using a drill on another child, and even that Ray Buckley himself was a witch and flew through the air towards her son. And he was questioned by the popo, but never prosecuted initially due to a lack of evidence. But that didn't stop the insanity of this situation from unfolding. The dumbass cops they decided it would be a good idea to send out a letter to over 200 families who had kids at this preschool, letting them know that an investigation was going on. So with that, okay, fair, I guess. But in the letter, they inferred that something likely happened to their children. And it encouraged the parents to question their children about whether Ray Buckley ever did anything to them. Now, I don't necessarily even disagree with the fact that a letter was sent out to the parents. In fact, I think it's a pretty good idea. I think it was a decent idea to notify the parents that, hey, there's an investigation going on, yada, yada, yada. But it was very leading. And it was more so leading and pointing directly at Ray Buckley, who at this point, due to a lack of evidence, wasn't even arrested. So then, get this. This is where it really starts to go off the rails. Over 200 children that went to this preschool were interviewed by an agency called the Children's Institute International of Los Angeles. And the interviews after the fact were found to be highly suggestive in leading to the children, letting their imaginations flow and coming to the thought that, yes, I had this happen to me too. This isn't the kid's fault, by any means. I mean, we're all prone to suggestive reasoning, suggestive ideas, all of us are, no matter how old you get. And so by the spring of 1984, the CII claimed that 360 children had been abused. So in March of 84, numerous members of the McMartin family, including Ray Buckley, were arrested and charged with 115 counts of child abuse. That was then expanded to 321 counts involving 48 children. Now, ultimately, seven members of the McMartin family were indicted originally, and the public referred to them as the McMartin Seven, naturally. And to show you how just batshit insane this all got, some of the other bizarre claims that came out against them included them performing satanic rituals on the kids, taking the kids to underground tunnels beneath the school, traveling by hot air balloon with the kids. They have no idea what the hell that's all about. And even more insane than the already established batshit levels of craziness, you had Judy Johnson, the mother of the original kid. She started claiming that Peggy Buckley Ray's mother was involved in the obvious satanic practices that were already mentioned, but were taking her son to a church where the boy was made to watch a baby being beheaded and then was forced to drink the blood. She also insisted that Ray Buckley had sodomized her son while his head was in the toilet and had taken him to a car wash and locked him in the trunk. On top of that, She claimed that Ray pranced around the preschool in a cape, in a Santa Claus costume, and that other teachers at the school chopped up rabbits and placed some sort of star on her son's bottom. Now, hearing all of this, what would you think of one Ms. Judy Johnson?
1: Would you think that she might, might have a bit of a mental illness thing going on? Maybe. If you guessed so, ding, 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 you are correct.
0: Because prosecutors in the case came to believe that she was suffering delusions and possibly had paranoid schizophrenia, which ultimately she did. Now, if you're wondering, hmm, well, if they suspected this, why didn't they do a little bit more digging into her prior to going forth with all of these allegations? Just wait, it gets better. Reportedly, Not only did the prosecuting attorneys suspect that she had paranoid schizophrenia, they knew that she had paranoid schizophrenia. And she was a chronic alcoholic on top of that. And here's the thing. People with mental illness, oftentimes they can't help it. Sometimes they grow up in shitty environments or shitty households, and they're predisposed to having some type of mental illness down the road and throughout their lives. You know, especially back then, there were not the... Resources available to people with mental illness, like there are today. And even today, it's shit. Not the ones who provide the care for the mentally ill. That's not shit. It's the level of care, it's the number of resources that shit. So just imagine how it was 40 years ago. All of this is to say that you're looking at a much more simpler period of time where there's no internet, no social media, and things still started as a snowball of sorts and turned into this avalanche of misinformation because the authorities, the prosecuting attorneys, didn't do their jobs and allowed these claims to just amplify and take over the entire nation for the most part. And it's hard for me, I guess a personal opinion here, it's hard for me to completely take issue with Judy Johnson on this clearly you had an individual who was ill who believed that something horrible had happened to her son and she took it to the authorities and they ran with it to note in 1986 johnson was found dead in her home so in the middle of this trial they found her dead with the coroner stating that the cause of death was cirrhosis of the liver from chronic alcoholism how very very sad it wasn't until july of 1990 that all charges After numerous trials, hung juries, all charges were dropped, but not after Ray Buckley had been in prison for five years with no evidence of having ever committed a crime. To top it off, during the preliminary hearings, the prosecutions allowed Lawrence Pazder and his co-author Michelle Smith to meet with the children and their parents. Tell me how they could not have influenced this case. Just, again, reckless behavior, reckless handling of all of this. And ultimately, this trial ended up being one of the most lengthy and most
1: expensive trials in the history of this country, and no crime was committed. None. So, moving on through the 80s, talk show after talk show after talk show wanted to So moving on through
0: the 80s, talk show after talk show after talk show wanted to discuss how Satan was infiltrating America's children, all behind the backs of the overly loving, never-neglectful parents. In 1985, 2020 ran a large segment on Satan worship where they delved into quite a bit. And frankly, the producers, if you watch it, they didn't do a terrible job on it other than the angle they took the heavily
1: one-sided angle they took on it. And, of course, they made it a point to
0: have audio experts come on and play songs backwards to show these evil, satanic messages. Most famously, at least I think most famously, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, playing it back. And there's a portion of the song where... And it does kind of sound like it, i got to admit. It sounds like Robert Plant is saying, My Sweet Satan, among some other things. So here, I'm going to play it for you. And then I'll read what many people feel are the actual phrases or lyrics being said. All right. So here's the lyrics to that piece. It says, "So here's to my sweet Satan, the one little path would make me sad whose power is Satan. He'll give those with him 666 and all those fools who made us suffer, sad Satan." What do you think? What do you think? Come on. <laughs> That's what I really really I really Really want to hear from some people. Really want some feedback here. What do you hear? And this whole idea of backmasking, which is what it's called when there's these supposed subliminal messages in recordings when you play them backwards, which, again, there have been many, many of these theories on this. The Beatles on their white album, supposedly, if you play it backwards, I don't recall which song but it says Paul is dead. Yeah, no. that's another conspiracy theory that we can get into at some point. And with Zeppelin, it's well known. And they've came out and said so much that especially Jimmy Page was very much into the occult black magic and other things of that nature. And so we had this gluttony of daytime talk shows back in the day, as I had mentioned earlier. And... Geraldo Rivera also, and you may know Geraldo. Some of you who love Fox News may know Geraldo. And you may not know that back in the mid to late 80s, he was a daytime talk show host just like, just like Phil Donahue, Oprah, Sally Jesse Raphael with her and red glasses. And Geraldo hosted a special in 1988 on NBC where he contributed to this utter madness with so much propaganda that when you look back on it, it's borders on comical, but terrifying as well. Going so far as to say that Satanism should have a warning
1: label just like cigarettes. What? I mean, what would that, what does that mean, Geraldo?
0: Now, he did end up walking all of this back about, oh, I think it was in 1995-ish, but still seven years later. But he ended up walking it back and he stated, quote, I want to publicly announce that as a firm believer of the Believe the Children movement of the 1980s that started with McMartin trials in California, but now I am convinced that I was terribly wrong and many innocent people were convicted and sent to prison as a result. And I am equally positive that the repressed memory therapy movement is also a bunch of crap. End quote. Well, I mean, good
1: on you, Geraldo. You know, at least you walked it back. A little bit late. But, you know, you walked it back. So I guess you get a little bit of credit. And all of these talk show hosts, all of them,
0: ran specials just similar to Geraldo. His was, in, his was prime time. But they all had specials where they had supposed Satanists, self-proclaimed Satanists, experts on the topic, and they fed into what was labeled at the time as the SRA, the Satanic Ritual Abuse Scare, and the whole idea of this underground Satanic cult, which was coast-to-coast. In Geraldo, in that quote that I read, believe the children. That movement that was started because evidently parents, authority figures, priests, teachers, leprechauns, and more, all neglected the shit out of them. So then they were like, "Oh well, we can't have Satan getting a hold of our kids. Maybe we should believe them. Maybe we should listen to them." But again, the problem was is that a lot of the children's Testimonies
1: and what they were saying, a lot of them were being led down that path. Now, I can't say all of them. Obviously, obviously, there's kids all over the country to this day that are horribly abused. Obviously, there are real Satanists in this country and throughout the world. It's just a fact. And it's a fact that likely there are. Rituals and
0: ritual sacrifices that do happen. I just don't believe it's widespread. And everybody was looking for somewhere to put the blame. And it runs the gamut. You had Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan, and he wrote the Satanic Bible. Now, he wrote that back in the early 60s, I believe, but he came into prominence in the 80s during all of this. And in fact, he exploited it exploited it to bring more focus on himself on the church of satan the satanic bible etc dungeons and dragons became a four letter word for god's sake and then we already touched on the whole musician piece but it wasn't just zeppelin and paul mccartney and the whole backmasking thing musicians such as ozzy judas priest acdc twisted sister and more they were also scapegoated And then we move into the 90s. One of the children in the McMartin case who accused the employees of this outlandish, crazy behavior and abuse, he came out and admitted that it was all a lie and pressured into making these accusations. And here's the thing. I believe that kid, who's now a grown-ass adult, but I believe them. They're preschoolers. What do you expect when you have your teachers and parents and everybody pressuring you and leading you again down a certain path, of course, you're going to get some falsified information.
1: So I don't blame the kids at all. The West Memphis Three, never heard of that one? What a clusterfuck that was. That carried on the whole
0: ideology of Satanism being behind everything when there was a gruesome. Gruesome murder of three young boys. I believe they were eight or nine years old. And they were found down by like a creek down in Memphis, Tennessee. This one's especially difficult because it slam dunk really truly happened. Authorities found these young boys stripped naked, hogtied, and one of them had been castrated. And they ended up imprisoning these three teenage boys who will go down in history, wrongfully so, as the West Memphis Three. And they were found guilty and imprisoned for a crime that ultimately they didn't commit. As more evidence came out, the Three were able to take a plea deal to get out of prison, but they weren't able to clear their names, I guess. It was still like an admission of guilt. Just sad. Again, mob mentality. The mob mentality of the, of the hardcore Christians in this country who, when anything doesn't fit into their ideologies, it's wrong. It's the work of Satan. The devil made them do it. And I don't want to forget about the three kids and their parents and their loved ones, the ones who were murdered in that West Memphis Three case. It's horrible. I cannot even, I can't fathom. What those
1: poor boys went through, what the family went through, it's just shocking. I guess it shouldn't be shocking. Nothing should be shocking anymore. So I don't know why I'm on this, it's shocking, trip. It's not. It's disgusting. And jumping forward to today, we need to only go back a few years.
0: Well, basically Trump's presidency to the present to see that this topic didn't get buried. It only festered under the surface, waiting for political hacks to bring it back into vote. QAnon has left a lasting imprint on our society. And I recall hearing about it and even researching this before it really hit the mainstream. Talking about it with friends and families, wondering what the hell I was talking about. I previously did a podcast called I'm Dead Inside. And I remember talking to my co-host, my boy, about it. And he's like, what the holy hell are you talking about? And so he started doing some research, kind of fell down the rabbit hole with me. And today, and like I said, to this day, it's still, it's still here. And it's right in our faces. About one year ago, in May, June of 2022, Two political science professors at the University of Miami named Joseph E. Yachinsky and Casey Klofstad,
1: they conducted a nationwide poll that was, again, it's astounding, but it's not really. And
0: it only speaks to the levels of lunacy that still exist in our society, perpetuated by the Christian right. No offense, people. Again, just stating facts. 25% of the responders to this poll believe that satanic ritual sexual abuse is widespread in America. 33% believe that members of satanic cults secretly abuse thousands of children every year. 26% believe Disney grooms children into sexualized lifestyles. 28% believe there is a secret gay agenda aimed at converting young people into gay and trans lifestyles. That seems to be the hot-button topic right now. 30% believe elites from the government and Hollywood are engaged in a massive child sex trafficking racket. And 60% agree that there are at least 300,000 kids being sex trafficked in the U S there's a lot of kids that are being sex trafficked in this country and worldwide. But according to the experts, that number is drastically inflated. But I guess anything above the number zero is fucked. But here's the thing. We know that there are people out there who worship Satan and may even commit themselves to the sensationalized aspect of it. You know, animal sacrifice, drinking blood, summoning demons, playing with Ouija boards, etc. We also know that there are people who are part of the Satanic Temple who are not like that at all, and subscribe to the Satanic Temple's seven tenets, which would even make a devout Christian smile and nod in agreement. So I feel like it's very, it's very, very important to say that there is a distinction between the satanic temple and the church of satan the satanic temple the, those people do not worship satan they don't even believe in satan they just use the entire the idea of satan lucifer being this angel who was cast out of the heavens for
1: wanting to be unique wanting to be an individual and there's seven tenets everybody could live by we know sexual assault happens we know that gruesome ass murders happen every day all of this is true
0: what gets left out of the conversation here most often by the media who can't stand to see these godly men and women be exposed is that these heinous acts
1: occur everywhere by people of all religions beliefs by men of the cloth hey there Catholics, by our government, Satanism is easy to blame in this country. It's easy to blame in a
0: country that worships to the ideology that Satan exists. The mere idea of a power so unholy that it rivals only the extreme holiness of their Lord and Savior, it makes it easy for them to sleep at night, either believing truly or putting out the image that they do for others to see that there's this, it's, it's this evil entity's fault. It's all a control mechanism and our government and the powers that be do
1: not or cannot see it fail. It is the support beam of control. Fear, the fear that you must obey or lest you be cast to this
0: eternal hell by this heavenly father who loves you more than you know. He loves you
1: so much that he sacrificed himself for you, the people. But if you don't bow down, off to eternal torment. So there's my rant for the week. <laughs> Sorry, this, this topic just gets me riled up. Obviously. But I want to hear from you. What do you all think? As usual, hit me up, social media, become a Patreon subscriber. Get all those bonus episodes. Follow, like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Feedback, feedback, feedback. I l- love it. So that's all we have for this week. So as usual. Stay strange, everybody.